The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Do you ever find yourself reflecting on a time in the past where, and noticing that maybe you didn't spend enough time really relishing in the moment and really enjoying yourself and then things move past and things move quickly and you look back and go, wow, I really wish I had really allowed myself to feel the appreciation, the gratitude, the experience of being in that moment. I've recently, this week, have been reflecting on my Elevate Intensive program that I ran for six incredible women back in November and October, November. And I've been reading over their feedback. So at the end of the program, I asked them to send through some feedback on what they got out of it, what were their takeaways, uh, what was their favorite part about it, like all of it, because I'm a firm believer on always improving. And I am running round two of Elevate Intensive in February. And so I really wanted to take some time to really reflect on the program, really see what was the you know, where we need to, where I need to improve, what were the best parts, how can I elevate that even more, how can I uh, really take the time to spend more time in this area if this is what they needed, like really looking at all of those key things. And so this podcast episode actually came out of one of the things one of the ladies said to me was that she's been able to now charge what she's worth and not feel guilty about it. And that feedback for me was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, far out. I just think that it just made me feel like, hell yeah, you should totally be charging what you're worth. And why are you even thinking about feeling guilty about it? And I think it's so interesting how, you know, I think there was times back in my past where I really felt guilty about what I was charging in the early days and really struggled with, you know, having a right price point and, um, charging what I was worth. And, you know, I have lots of people question my prices going, wow, they're way too cheap. You should like, this is worth so much more than what you're actually charging. And, you know, I want to be, um, accessible to the people who need it, but still enough for people to go, okay, I need to show up here. I need to do the work and to commit to themselves. And when there's more money invested, people are much more committed to themselves and their results. So it's interesting how, like I wanted to do a podcast about how to unpack to charge what you feel is your worth and, you know, understand where that unworthiness comes from and then also understand the guilt that happens because it's very intertwined. And so I sat down and I didn't realize this is where this podcast topic was going to come from, but was literally reflecting over the feedback that ladies had sent through and God, I loved this program. It was so much fun and the women were just incredible and they showed up every single week and they just kept taking action week after week and it was just beautiful to watch the transformations and you know there was beautiful things said that that I just am going to cherish forever and it's so nice to hear that these empowering tools that I give these women are not just a one size fits all. They are personal, they are in a way that helps them to realize their worth. And that's 
everything to me, like everything. So I was reading through one part of the feedback. So we have a, a Facebook group that where they can share their wins and I give them extra support throughout the week in between our calls. And so some of these, these were taken from some of these words were taken from the group, but some were also given to me as part of the feedback. And one of the ladies literally was like, this has been absolutely priceless for me. She said that after working through and processing all the information from the program, she's seen a noticeable shift in her self-worth and appreciation that everything that she's been through in the past has led her to exactly where she needs to be right now. She's learned to trust herself more and know that her experience and her knowledge makes her qualified to be heard and to charge what she's worth. Oh, love, love, love it. And so I really wanted to create this podcast to be able to support you. If, if you are out there and you are, you know, doing everything you can to support your clients and you are going above and beyond and you are really struggling when it comes to asking for the sale, charging what you're worth and experiencing guilt because of it, then this podcast is definitely for you. So I cannot wait for round two of Elevate. The waitlist is now open. If you'd like to be a part of it, there is no obligation. You jump on the waitlist and find out more information. And so if you head to christinecorcoran.com.au slash elevate, you will find all the information there. Uh, and then I will let you know once the doors are open so then you can find out more info and then jump in and be a part of it because it's incredible and it's so much fun. And I'm, I've added so many cool things to this round. So I... I cannot wait, cannot wait. So let's dive into today's podcast episode. So charging what you're worth and not feeling guilty about it. Charging what you're worth is a really interesting topic and it's something that gets talked about and I've actually run events on this specific topic and how our self-worth is very much connected to money. And I've actually, I recently did a, a Facebook Live about money and I'm about to do, just put it, I've probably even put it out Um the, I will put out the Instagram TV video and I've got a, my most recent blog about fearing making more money, like all of those types of things. But I haven't dived into self-worth connected to money and self-worth connected to charging what you're worth just yet. So I'm going to dive into this for you today. So what do you believe you are worth? I think is the first question you need to ask yourself because sometimes we don't even realize that we are not valuing ourselves enough to charge what we're worth. We are undervaluing our skills. We're undervaluing our experience. We're undervaluing our uniqueness and our magic. And we end up staying in that place of unworthiness and guilt can lead to that even more unworthiness, which I'll get to in a moment. But when I think about setting prices and starting to get comfortable charging what you're worth, and I think there's a couple of different things that come into play. Firstly, you need to get clear on what you want to charge, right? You need to get clear on what feels right for you, as well as get clear on what will make you love what you do even more. Because there is an in-between, right? There is like this line between I'm happy with what I'm getting paid. And then this line below that is like, I become resentful and angry because I'm actually giving more than I'm getting paid. So you need to find the happy medium. So sometimes that's between the showing the value of what you do, but also that price point where you're like, Ooh, I better deliver. Right? So it's like, this is worth this much as well as for me as the, person charging this amount that I know that I have to show up and I have to do a good job and I have to make sure that I am owning this, right? So 
I think there's an element there. So that's when I first sort of set my pricing early on was like, okay, so what do I feel comfortable charging? Because this is the thing, you need to believe in the price point. Otherwise, when you get on a call or you speak to somebody, you're emailing them, however it is that your sales process follows, if you do not believe in the amount that you're charging, then that will actually come across. Energetically, that person will feel it. They'll hear it in your voice. They will hear it in the lack of conviction that you have. It will come across as it's not worthwhile. You possibly will end up talking the person out of working with you because you don't believe in the price. So you need to believe in the price first and foremost. You need to believe that it's worth that amount of money and that you're going to deliver on that. So that's where I think you should first start is start thinking about what do you believe you're worth? Can you put a price point on it? And then once you have that that price point that is right for you, not anybody else yet, just you. So then you feel comfortable charging that amount of money. You know it's worth it and that you will value the work that you're going to put in for that. So you're not going to look at it and go, oh, this client again, oh, she just underpaid me. It's not worth it. Like, you you know, you become resentful. There's a place where you become resentful because you're not being paid well enough for the time, energy and effort that you're putting in. So once you have that price point, then you need to look at where the value in the market is sitting. So the people that you want to work with, one, can they afford it? Two, would they value it at that price point? Because I think when you think about it, like the people that you're trying to attract, are they in a low socioeconomic area? Are they in a high socioeconomic area? So they are they spending money on BMWs? Are they shopping at high-end stores? Like, are they spending money on Apple products? Like, where are they spending their money at the moment? Because if you are offering something of service where your price point is very low, but you're trying to attract a high-end client, they won't even look twice at it. They will look at that price point and think it's not even worth it. Whatever I'm getting out of it, it's not going to be worth it because of the price point being too low, right? They value quality over, you know, price consciousness. So, really being mindful of the people that you're wanting to attract. Is it in line with them? Is there value for it in the market? So when you look at and you do some market research in your industry, where do you sit? Are you sitting on the low end? Are you sitting in the average? Are you sitting above everybody else? Like where do you sit and where do you feel comfortable? And when you think about that, if you're sitting way above everybody else, you need to understand why you are sitting at that place. So what makes you unique? What makes you more valuable than everybody else on the market? And being able to articulate that will actually help with your sales conversions. It will actually help with clients deciding whether to work with you or not. Then you also want to consider, obviously, all the numbers side of things. So is it covering expenses? Is it covering your wage? Is it covering taxes? I had a conversation with a client a couple of weeks ago with, she had a very, very low price point. And I said to her, look, once you actually take the percentage out for tax, once you take the GST off, once you take the time that you're paying for a venue that you use for your services, once you take out all the admin costs, like she was actually paying herself $25 an hour. Like, is that really sustainable? Is it something that's going to help you grow your business? And at the end of it, she looked at it and went, wow, I didn't even think about all of that. So being able to consider all of those things because it's not just one figure, it's all of those things married into that to know that is that the, is that the right price point for what I'm charging? So yes, I like when I, when I think about pricing, I, I am a business coach. So honestly, I need to then consider all of those factors. But at the end of the day, if you do not believe in it, if you do not believe that you're worthy of charging that amount of money, then there's some key things that you need to work on. One, work on your worth. 
work on like I would literally make a list of all the things that make you amazing at what you do that bring everything together that marries up to that value. So for instance, I have so much business consulting experience working one-on-one with business owners to see their challenges, their struggles and help them grow their businesses over many years of my career. Not only that, I've run businesses before as well as my qualifications, right? The amount of money I've spent $14,000 on my qualifications. I've upskilled in areas of neuroscience, in embraining, in neurolinguistic programming, in hypnotherapy, in behavioral profiling, sales strategies, sales skills. Like there is so much extra that I've put into the ability for me to best serve my clients that adds to what I charge. Right. So when you think about what I charge, it's got to be worthwhile. But also you've got to factor in that you're not just the run of a mill person that does just one small thing. Right. So you've got to factor in all of that because that's what makes you unique. That's what makes you magical at what you do and being able to understand that. Right. Like there's so much that goes into it that we often forget and we set a price point and then we actually discount ourselves by not reflecting on what makes you you and what makes you great at what you do. So that's what I would do first is write down all of your qualifications, write down all your experience, write down why, what makes you uniquely qualified to do what you do. And this not only helps with creating a price point, but it also helps with you building your self-worth back up. Because sometimes, and especially I see this actually with people who are changing uh, industries. So say that they've started a whole new career, right? They've decided they want to move from one thing to another and they start into a whole new industry and then they think that they have to discount all of the things they've ever learned, all the things they've ever experienced, all the qualifications they have from the past and as if, as if they're starting fresh. And I always say like, no, you don't. That's what makes you different. That's what makes you unique. And that is what makes you perfectly aligned to do the work that you do. So you should charge for that. So really thinking about the reason why I suggest you do this is because it's about building your self-worth. You need to believe in your worthiness. I mean, with, which goes without saying, you were born worthy. We were born deserving. It's just that the conditioning that we have, our upbringing, society, the way we're constantly conditioned with uh, advertising and the media and social media to basically not believe in our worth. We're, we're constantly bombarded with messages of not being good enough, right? Which then feeds into this lack of worthiness. But I want to tell you right now, it has absolutely nothing to do with your worthiness Let's understand the purpose of guilt. So all human emotion serves a purpose and the purpose of guilt is to understand where we've either done something wrong or we've violated a, one of our own standards, one of our own values. So we've actually gone against who we truly believe that we are. So it could be that we've done something wrong. Like, and I'm sure if you could think to a time when you were a child where you did something wrong, maybe you hit your sibling or you stole someone else's toy or something like that when you were little and you felt guilty when you got in trouble, you felt guilty. So that human response, that human emotional response is to design to help you make a change, right? To decide that, Hey, that was the wrong thing to do. Now I need to do something different, right? I need to do something better. So there's a purpose to guilt. But when guilt comes into play in this situation, so I'm going to use this situation for example, and you may find that it'll translate to other areas of your life if you notice guilt. But in this situation, right, I want to be able to charge what I'm worth and not feel guilty. 
what's the purpose of feeling guilty after a sales process? So let's say that you've charged someone what you believe you're worth and you felt guilty or whether you quoted someone a price to work with you and then you felt guilty. What's the purpose of that? Have you actually done something wrong? I don't think so. Have you violated one of your own high standards? So in that situation, maybe you have, right? Because there's so much sales propaganda out there that we often adopt certain different sales techniques that just don't feel right for us, right? We don't want to be pushy. We don't want to be salesy. And yet we go into a sales process and we might actually use certain tactics that we've learned from somebody else that just don't feel right, but we haven't trusted that inner knowledge, that inner gut feeling of like, don't do that. And we've done it anyway, and it feels wrong. So it might've gone against your own values of honesty or integrity or kindness or whatever it is. We need to take a moment to really unpack that first. So what was the purpose of the guilt? It's to highlight, right? It's not to continuously feel the guilt. It's to highlight that that's been violated, that that's a value that you hold as a standard. And then that helps us to then know that next time we need to do something different. And so in the future, we then get to choose something different. So first I want you to ask yourself that, that is that charging a certain amount of money going against some form of value or some type of standard? Because that could also be some deeper stuff in regards to money mindset where we don't believe that we deserve to be paid well. Maybe that um, I must work hard to make money. And then that means that if I'm doing what I love, I'm not really working hard. So then I don't deserve the money. Like there's lots of different money beliefs that come into play here that could result in the feeling of guilt. But if it's the earlier one that I mentioned that it's like, well, you did nothing wrong, but I'm still experiencing the guilt. That's actually gone past the point of guilt and it's actually turning into a feeling of unworthiness, right? So when we understand that, we go, well, what part of that? Why am I feeling unworthy in this situation? And it might actually have nothing to do with the situation. It could be just conditioning patterns of emotional patterns that we've trained our brains and our our brains have actually trained in us that we feel that emotion in this certain situations, right? So it's like an automatic response. Now, let me explain this a little bit further. So when we experience guilt, right, say that we've had times in our lives where we've experienced guilt and it was relevant to the, to the time, maybe we did something, did something that was, you know, untoward and we know it was actually not something that we wanted to, to do and we want to change that behavior. So guilt is literally the leverage for us to want to change behavior. So some people understand the purpose of guilt and know, okay, that went, uh, was actually something that I didn't want to do. So I'm not going to do that again in the future. Then that means the guilt has served its purpose. It actually created the result that needed to happen. But in other situations, some people try to deal with their guilt by literally denying it and suppressing it and not allowing us to understand it. So we're not taking the messages from it and we just shove it down and, and, and just constantly shove that feeling and suppress it. Right. But the thing is that the guilt doesn't go away. It comes back so much stronger. And often if we do that, when we suppress emotion, it will always bubble up. And it was just almost become this compounding effect where like you're adding to the plate of more guilt, more guilt, more guilt, more guilt. The more you don't listen to it, you're actually adding to it by not allowing the messages to come through. And then we end up just accepting that that's just the way that we feel and we end up wallowing in the the guilt and we end up just accepting the pain and then we experience practiced or learned helplessness. 
which is not the purpose of guilt, right? It's designed to drive us to take action to create a change. Now, if we don't understand this, we end up sitting in a place where we're constantly feeling guilt. And instead of actually learning from it and changing our behavior, we sit in it and we believe that we deserve that feeling of guilt, which is not conducive to what you want, how you want to live your life. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, then this is probably not something that you want for your life. But if you're experiencing guilt in certain areas of your life where you're like, okay, now understanding the purpose of guilt, why am I holding on to that guilt? Because this is the thing, right? We have the experience and then we choose whether we want to hold onto it. And we, we sometimes have this kind of martyr effect where we're like, well, if I hold on to it, that means I'll never do it again. Well, that's actually not learning from it. You're still holding on to the pain. You're still holding on to the guilt. So there needs to come a time where we process the guilt, experience it and know, and pro- sorry, process it, but also take the lessons from it to go, this is why, why I felt the guilt and this is where I need to change. And so what's really interesting is that if we allow ourselves to really acknowledge the guilt, allow the lessons to come through, extract the message from it, we can then usually move through it. But some people don't allow themselves to do that and or they may not have the tools, they may not have the experience to understand the purpose of guilt. And so they'll hold on to the guilt and then what they'll do is end up beating themselves up about it and they will feel even more guilt on top of that for beating themselves up about it. It's that constant inner critic chatter and then they end up blaming themselves for feeling the guilt and then as a result of that, people then go into feeling a feeling of unworthiness. So this almost catapults into that feeling of unworthiness and, you know, and again, the feeling of unworthiness has a purpose when we feel unworthy, the message there is actually a feeling of like inadequacy, right? And the purpose of inadequacy or unworthiness is just to let us know that, hey, we need some more information here. We need some more skills. We might need to learn something new. We need to un- more information to understand something different or we need more tools or confidence, right? There's actually a purpose to that feeling. When we feel inadequate, we want to learn more. Or we want to get better at it, right? It helps to drive action to better ourselves, But when it becomes an unchecked emotion, so we've consistently felt that guilt, we have not processed it, we've not unpacked the understanding of why you're feeling the guilt, and then you've held onto that guilt, not allow you, you know, suppressed it, suppressed it, and then beat yourself up for feeling it. It becomes this learned behavior, this learned automatic response where it's just an automatic response of guilt. And that's the way we describe it. Like I want to charge what I'm worth and not feel guilty about it. But that's actually leading into a feeling of feeling unworthy. So what part of this makes you feel unworthy? Now, like I said before, a feeling of feeling unworthy is a mix of one, you need to determine and remind yourself that you're worthy. You are deserving no matter what. And two, just start to recognize the messaging and the constant conditioning that we're getting from, you know, social media and marketing and advertising that we're out there in the world. We're being told we're unworthy and we're not good enough. But you are. You need to start to decide that for yourself. You were born worthy. You didn't come into this world and someone said, she's going to live a life of being unworthy. No, you were born this beautiful little baby and you get the same experience that anybody else gets on this planet. And that is to have choice. So we need to bring ourselves back to the place of choosing what we want to feel. And so you can choose to charge what you're worth and then decide that you are damn worthy. And that 
people would be lucky to work with you and that you are going to show up and be the best version of you and support someone through whatever it is you help them with. And you get to choose not to feel that guilt. But when you don't process it and understand it, then you will feel it anyway without allowing yourself the choice. So bring yourself back to that place of choosing, recognize it, become aware of it. Where are you feeling it? And then use those questions I asked earlier, like, why am I feeling this? What value have I violated? What standard of myself have I violated? And where do I need to change? What do I need to process now to be able to move forward and not do the same thing in the future? And if you notice that actually with those answers to those questions that, well, actually I didn't do anything wrong and I didn't actually um, violate a standard of mine then that's become an automatic feeling of unworthiness, automatic feeling of guilt. So we need to work through that. Now, that's not something I can work through with you on a podcast episode. It's much deeper than that. It's actually unpacking other experiences that you've had where you felt unworthy. It's actually working through neuro-linguistic programming processes to help rewire that part of the brain so then it's not connected and you get to choose something else and to give you back the power of then choosing your emotions and give you that experience of that space between reacting to something and having an emotional response. So I really hope this has helped you to start to see the light with guilt and start to notice that, Hey, I don't have to feel guilty if I don't want to, but where has my feeling of guilt turned into a feeling of unworthiness and where do I need to work on my self-worth to help to change that? And like I said, then it's almost like I did this episode backwards. You almost need to listen to this part first and now go back to the beginning of the episode again and listen to how you build your self-worth. Because when you charge what you're worth and you remind yourself that you are worthy, then you are absolutely deserving of everything that you want in life. So I hope this has given you a really unique insight into guilt and worthiness. If you would like to read more on it, there's lots of books on guilt. One of my favorites is Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within, and he talks a little bit about guilt and um, inadequacy and worthiness as well. So it's a really interesting read. Um, It's a really big book, but it goes deep into neuroscience. So if that's something that interests you, then definitely go check it out. It's a really good book. But anyway, I hope you have an amazing week and I hope this has helped support you. And please share with me on social media what you've taken away from this and any any questions that you might have or if you need any further support, then I'm here for you. Reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Have an amazing week and I'll speak to you all next week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.